0: Hey guys, it's Timmy, and this is Pro Wrestling Unlimited, as it's Monday, and we're here with the Wrestling Wrap-Up, a handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. Basically, yeah, we got a handful of news for you today, but it's just going to be a lot of, I guess you can call it Royal Rumble, what's the word I'm looking for, Fallout, a lot of things pertaining to this year's Royal Rumble event, not a lot of news per se, Nothing announced for tonight's Monday Night Raw. And so we're kind of flying off the cuff here. If I see something while we're live, we'll throw it into the mix. But really, we're going to talk about again. Raw Rumble Fallout, the main event angle, the angle after the main event. Oh my God, masterful. Talk about Pat McAfee being a legit surprise to everybody. One WWE producer was injured. Selena Vega talks about her time away and so much more. We will also talk some New Japan news and some notes from the Jay Briscoe funeral. But with all of that, I want to say thank you if you're watching live, twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited or YouTube.com forward slash Pro Also, I want to thank you if you're watching later on YouTube or listening on podcast services all around the globe, like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Uh, Also remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel 1.0 of two different ways you can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with amazon prime because remember if you have amazon prime then you have prime gaming prime gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games free stuff of four games and they always give you one free subscription to any twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month and i greatly appreciate it if you did right here pro wrestling Unlimited. Also, remember on the flip side, if you're watching over on YouTube, you can help us out over there as well by becoming a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access non-news videos, and so much more. Also, you can get all of that at patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Games Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming one of the free games or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, Fall Guys, or Rumbleverse, use our code PWUnlimited at checkout. It's right here, PWUnlimited at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. I mean, even if you're getting the free games, which right now is Adios and Hell is Others, and then this Friday you will get Dishonored, Death of the Outsider, and City of Gangsters. So go over there. Claim those free games. And put the code in. It takes only a couple seconds to type in PWUNLIMITED at checkout. And you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Or no cost at all. If it's one of the free games you're claiming. Like I'm doing right now. P W I N I P W I, No PWUNLIMITED. Use that code. And you will be supporting us, as I stated the other day. I've noticed a number of you using it on Fortnite because it tells us kind of what it gets used on if it's a specific game, it'll tell us like from in a game or if it's just on the epic game store or whatever. So I do appreciate everybody that has been well using our code and supporting us over on the epic game store. But with that, we've got Royal Rumble to talk about because boy, howdy did a lot go down in the Royal Rumble. So before we get into main event stuff and what's going to come of that, just quick hits on everything that did take place. We had um, the actual Royal Rumble match, the men's and women's Royal Rumble matches. And Cody Rhodes did win the men's Rumble. And Rhea Ripley did win the women's Rumble. Some of these surprises from both, like Booker T was in the men's Rumble. Logan Paul returned in the men's Rumble. No madcap Moss even though he was on the graphic, trying to think of any other standout things. We'll talk Pat McAfee being a surprise. That's a whole story we're going to do because he just spoke with Michael Cole on the Pat McAfee show about all of that. So we'll talk Michael Cole and Pat McAfee and all that afterwards. But I'm just trying to think any others. I mean, there's Edge, but that was kind of expected. So I wouldn't take that as... Much of a surprise as other people thought it was. Again, I kind of expected Edge and saw some other people going, oh, Edge is going to be on there. Edge is going to be on there. But other surprises in the Men's Rumble. I'm just going back and looking at my notes here really fast as far as the Men's Rumble does go. I think those are like the main big like, oh, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that. Booker T, Logan Paul. It was weird. There was no Mad Cat Moss, even though he was on the graphic like I stated and some other stuff. And as far as the Women's Rumble does go, uh, Natalia came back, but many expected that one. Roxanne Perez was a shock to me. Apparently not a lot of people. I thought since Charlotte Flair did the whole Challenge for the NXT Women's Championship a few years ago that they wouldn't have the NXT champions in the Rumble anymore, but nope, Roxanne Perez did, which was great because she's a Texas girl. Uh, we also saw the return of, like I said, Natalia, but that was expected. Some other NXT names like Zoe Stark, Indy Hartwell, and then we saw the botch. Well, first, first before I even get to the botched entrance, we saw Oscar return with a new look, looking more like Kana, and no more do drop. Piper Niven. No more dewdrop. Piper Niven. But the big mix-up, mess-up, whatever you want to say at the end. Oh, Michelle McCool coming out of the crowd was kind of cool. We're going to talk about her later as well and her reaction to all that. But Nia Jax comes out at number 30, and somebody hits the wrong button. Instead of hitting the play the countdown button, they seemingly hit the play the number 30 entrance button, and out, boom, Nia's music hits. All of a sudden, the entrance pops up. Like the, the, not the entrance, but the time. 10, 9, and they just shut it off. Now comes Nia Jax at number 30. WWE is advertising new Nia Jax merch. So, looks like Nia's back. Not just for the Rumble, but back. So, that is... Some are saying unfortunate, but it's whatever. Nia Jax back, cool. I can take it or leave it. Don't care either way if I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, Joey says Booker T was never eliminated. You're wrong, bud. Because I rewatched the men's rumble last night. Booker was in for like two, three minutes, if that. Booker was barely in at all. Booker hit a couple kicks, did a spin a rooney, and got kicked out or eliminated. So, yes, Booker was eliminated. Also, remember if you are watching live, you can help us by donating a super chat in the live chat. But as far as the main event angle does go, I know I've already broken this down and talked about it a lot on the review and everything. But boy, I've rewatched this four times now and it's masterful and you catch little things that you didn't catch times before. So the show ends and they beat down Kevin Owens. They're beating them down and they're beating them down and the Usos are having fun beating them down. And Roman goes over to Heyman and is like, are hey, you got handcuffs? And Heyman pulls out handcuffs and goes, You ask for handcuffs, my tribal chief. Well, I always have handcuffs ready for whatever you need, my tribal chief. And they handcuff Kevin Owens and they're doing all that stuff and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And Roman goes to use the chair. Sammy stops him. First big pop. Sammy's like, this is beneath you. You don't need to do this. This is not like you, my tribal chief. This is not what you need to be doing. And He goes, no, but you do. He hands the chair to Sammy. And so Roman's looking at Sammy. He's like, hit him, hit him. Roman kind of back, or Sammy backs off. Roman, he tells Roman, Roman tells him again, hit him, hit him. And then Sammy's kind of like looking upset and, 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 and confused. And Roman's like, are you crying? And Paul Heyman yells, there's no crying in the bloodline. And I lost myself. And so they're going on. Roman shoves Sammy a couple times in the face. He's like, this is my family. This is my life. This is my whole life, Sammy. And this was tremendous by Sammy, too. At one point, Roman shoves it. So pretend my microphone is Roman's face. Roman shoves it. Sammy comes right into Roman, noses him, and then realizes, no. That split second of defiance there was so masterful. The whole, we get nosed you know, no no no, no no no, and then when he hits him with the chair, Roman goes down the selling of Roman's face. one thing I didn't particularly care about the more I watch it is Roman gets hit with the chair down right back up and and I, and I know Sammy gets a super kick knocked the fuck out. Wouldn't a chair shot be worse, but again, it's Reigns taking a chair shot compared to Sami Zayn getting kicked in the face. And Jimmy does jump immediately on Sami, start wailing on him. I love Solo pushing Sami off so he can start wailing on, or pushing Jimmy off of Sami so he can wail on him, grab him, spike him. And Jay, Jay in the corner. Oh, my God. The way he's just like, and they're like, oh, come on, come on. We're your brothers, not him. Why are you not doing anything? We're your brothers, not him. And Jay leaving. And just the multiple times we see Jay, like, I don't know if he was trying to make himself cry and couldn't, but just the hands and the, the, the face and the hands and all that, it was great. And the one thing most people missed, and I saw this, I caught this upon my second rewatch, is after everything's said and done, they ripped the shirt off of Sami Zayn. Jimmy gives KO one last super kick to the face. They're standing in the, in the aisle. And they keep cutting back and forth for a moment here and there. And then Roman says something to Solo, actually, that most people probably missed. So, Paul Heyman. So, Jim, Jimmy's standing the farthest back holding up the shirt, the ripped shirt of Sami Zayn. And Paul Heyman is right behind Roman, just with his hands like this going, Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. <coughs> Solo is kind of standing in the front right here, and Roman's centered next to Solo, and he goes, we're a war now, Solo. We take no prisoners now. And I'm just like, oh, damn. Damn, damn, damn. But as far as where this is leading to, according to Dave Meltzer, in the Daily Update yesterday, Daily update yesterday on F4W Online, he does state that this is as confirmed as it can be. For royal or for um, elimination chamber, Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn, as Meltzer wrote, Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn is now as confirmed as it can be for the 218 elimination chamber show and main event in Montreal. I'm not sure what the men's chamber match would be would be for, since you've got Cody Rhodes already for the main event of WrestleMania. Of course, this is WWE, and everything is subject to change. But major changes to planned planned pay per view shows have been less. Paul Levesque in charge. So, it seems like at Elimination Chamber, the main event is going to be Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. Whether that is for the title or not is still to be seen, but regardless, oh my God, the build to that for the next, and that's the 18th. So we have one, two, three SmackDowns before Elimination Chamber on February 18th, and oh my God, I can't wait. It is a travesty that we have to wait till Friday, assumably, to get any update on Roman and Sammy and everything that went down. Now, could the Usos show up on Raw tonight? Could Solo be on Raw tonight? Could Sammy be on Raw tonight? Yes. Are we going to get anything major as far as an update on this? I don't believe so. I don't believe we are because Roman don't work Raw. And if Roman's going to be on Raw, they probably would have announced that. So, we'll see where all this leads to as far as how they set up that match, what that match is going to be, what they do for the Elimination Chamber. Rumor is Rhea may announced her opponent tonight, which is most likely going to be Bianca Belair. So then they do a Women's Chamber, I would assume, to set up for Charlotte's opponent. Maybe that's Liv Morgan wins the Chamber and challenges Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania. So... A lot of stuff as we build up towards WrestleMania. But first, we got to get to Elimination Chamber. Now, in speaking about the Royal Rumble, there was a surprise before any festivities actually even took place. And that was the return of Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee made his way down to the ring right as the show started. And Michael Cole was flabbergasted. Michael Cole made us think he didn't know about this. And Michael Cole really didn't know, as Michael Cole was a guest on the Pat McAfee show this morning, and the two spoke about everything that went down as far as Pat doing commentary at the Rumble. So, Headhead initially stated that he would have loved to be in the Rumble, but how busy he was with College Game Day and everything that went on with everything he did with ESPN over the college football season, he was not able to work out to the extent he would have liked to, to be in a match at all. And so later on the show, like he, he briefly touched on Royal Rumble stuff, but then later on the show, Michael Cole comes on, and Michael Cole was like, no. Because they were like, did you know? What did you know? What didn't you know? Pat's like, I didn't think you knew, right? And he was like, no. I didn't know anything. And Pat's like, yeah. I believe only three people knew, and this was something that came together very late last minute, like Thursday, Friday. Pat said that he spoke to Michael Cole on Thursday, even before anything was in, in place, but things were maybe a little in play. But nothing was confirmed till like late Thursday night, Friday. Pat then stated that on a Saturday itself, he almost didn't make it, that the plane he was supposed to take was having trouble taking off. He's like, yeah, so I call a billionaire I know here in Indianapolis, owner of the Colts, and say, can I get your private jet? But before all that, Kevin Dunn and his people had stuff set up and they had a plane ready for me and WWE said it he' He's like, three people knew. Three people knew. He kept referencing Triple H. He kept referencing Kevin Dunn. But I don't know if maybe the third person was Pat Mac Or not Pat Mac, Bruce, Bruce Pritchard or somebody else. Because he was like, yeah. They had to like rearrange all kinds of travel stuff. And it still didn't leak out. And Mike, Michael Cole still didn't know. Pat then said he showed up 27 minutes before the broadcast went live on the air. That's how close it was. He's like, I took a pee in that private jet, then they put me on a bus for a four-minute drive over to the arena or the stadium, and right before I went out, I took another pee in that bus, just to make sure I got it all out. Michael Cole also stated that he's always kept in the loop, for the most part. He's always kept in the loop, and this was the first time in over a decade that he was legitimately surprised. He said, Pat, I was not lying on the broadcast when I said, I freaking... FaceTimed you from your studio earlier that day. Like, he was not lying about that. Pat's like, no, we did. Said, you were sending me pictures of you and that stooge Boston Connor. And so, very cool surprise there. Pat just reminisced a little bit. Him and Michael Cole talked for 40 minutes, I want to say, on the Pat McAfee show. And as far as anybody asking, is Pat coming back? They don't know. Pat's like, right now, is just the Royal Rumble. As far as Pat doing more, The door is always open, Michael Cole said. Pat said the same thing, that he was told that whatever he wants to do, he's allowed to do, basically. That if he wants to try and do something, they'll work with him on it, as far as WWE does go. But as of right now, I would not, and they even said it, would not expect him back as a regular on commentary. Like, don't expect to see Pat McAfee on SmackDown this Friday. Could it happen? Could it come together? Yeah. But as of right now, it just doesn't seem like that's the play Going forward. Maybe Pat just does the pay-per-views. Him, Corey, and, and Cole. But as of right now, it doesn't look like he's coming back as a regular on commentary every single week. And Pat even said, one thing I learned being gone. I need to keep up with this stuff more often. He's like, as a fan, you can sometimes go in and miss a couple of shows. Come back into it or miss a couple months or whatever. Come back and figure it all out. But as a commentator, you need to, you need to keep up. To know what's going on. Because that's a completely different thing. And and he joked about when Michael Cole. Basically live on the air. Had to describe to him what Uncle Howdy was. And who Uncle Howdy was. So I thought that was great. But yeah. The whole Pat McAfee thing was a complete surprise. Nobody other than like three people knew. Maybe a couple more than three. Once they had the plane debacle. But it didn't leak out. Pat said that. The Dirt Sheets started fantasy booking it on Wednesday, going, maybe Pat can show up for the Rumble. Maybe Pat's one of these non-announced guys, and Pat just didn't say anything. Michael Cole was like, I didn't say anything. The whole time you were gone, because I didn't really know. And so, yeah, very awesome. Pat McAfee was there. And it's just a great dynamic with Pat, Graves, and Michael Cole. But also speaking of the Royal Rumble, it looks like one... I guess you could say backstage producer was injured during the Royal Rumble. And I kind of noticed, so it, it it's Kenny Dykstra. And I kind of noticed him hobbling or Kenny, Kenny Doan is his real name, but Kenny Dykstra is what you guys know him from the spirit squad. But I noticed, so he came out when they did the Rhea Beth spot where judgment day were fighting Rhea Ripley then came out. Beth Phoenix then came out. Speared Rhea. Everyone broke it up. Well, apparently, in that whole debacle, that skirmish there, you see Kenny Dykstra walking backwards, but like hobbling backwards to go to the back as they're pushing everybody through. According to Mike Johnson, over at PW Insider, Johnson does state that Ken, uh, Ken Doan, also known as Kenny Dykstra, suffered a leg injury during the, I guess you could say, angle between Edge, Beth Phoenix, and Judgment Day in that little brawl. It was said that he actually suffered a torn calf. Now, it's unclear exactly how he suffered the injury, but yeah, it was noted that Doan was among those who ran out to break up the melee. It wasn't made 100% clear exactly how the injury went down, but it happened at some point where, quote, Doan suffered a leg injury, which one source feared may be a torn calf. It was also noted that the WWE producer is scheduled for an MRI ASAP to get a prognosis on the injury. That's unfortunate. You go out there just to break up a, a little backstage or not backstage, but you go to break up a little brawl and all of a sudden you're injured, you tore your calf. That's wild. Just to think that he suffered a torn calf. So all the best to you. Ken Doan. Hopefully it's not as bad as we're thinking. And he can continue working. I mean, he's not doing really much physical other than running out and breaking up fights. Kinda. So hopefully this isn't too bad for the former Spirit Squad leader, Kenny Dykstra. Ken Doan. Now another big moment. At the Royal Rumble was Michelle McCool in her Uggs from the front row. Basically, they showed Michelle McCool earlier in the show. And she was in the front row behind the announce table with her two daughters. They're like, hey, look. It's WWE legend, former four-time Women's Champion, Michelle McCool. She's here taking on the festivities with her family. And so all of a sudden in the Rumble, Michelle McCool's music hits. And she stands up and goes, what? Oh, I guess I need to go out there. And she takes off her jacket, hands it over to her daughter, jumps up on the barricade, arms out like, yeah, let's do this. Gets in the ring. She's in there for a good, what, 20, 30 minutes almost. And McAfee makes the jokes of, she jumped out of the crowd cold and she's wrestling in Uggs. She's legit wrestling in Uggs. And I thought that was funny, but Michelle McCool did take to social media to actually thank the fans for making this happen as Michelle McCool Tweeted out the following. We're gonna pull this up on the screen over here. Um, why is this not loading? Here we go. So Michelle McCool tweeted out this right here. You got this image of her on the barricade, like me, me. And then the, the picture WWE posted on their website with the, the graphics up there. But she said, real talk. Thank you, WWE Universe. Y'all legit did this, and I love you for it. I've never felt so loved. Because of y'all's messages to WWE and Triple H the last two weeks, I got the call. Nine days before the Rumble. I wasn't lying when I told y'all I hadn't gotten the call yet. So there we go. Michelle McCool was asked nine days before the Rumble to be in the Royal Rumble, which came out as number 25 from the crowd. And I thought that was great. I thought the way they did it was great as far as we never seen someone come from the crowd. We've seen people always come from the back. We've seen people come from the commentary table. We've seen, yeah, those are the only two real things, commentary table and from the back. But we'd never seen somebody out of a front row seat or a seat at all, jump the barricade and get in the Rumble. So, hey, they tried something new. They did something creative. More power to them. Give me one second here. Um, all right. So as we move forward, speaking of the Royal Rumble, we have some Royal Rumble record new- notes as far as some of the numbers. Coming out of the Royal Rumble, WWE sent out the following press release stating, quote, WWE, excuse me, excuse me. Man, I just cannot get rid of this daggum cough. All right, let's see if I can track on. WWE today announced that the 2023 Royal Rumble was an em- emanate, which emanated from the Aladona, San Antonio to Texas became WWE's highest grossing and most viewed Royal Rumble in company history. The event set an all-time gate record at more than $7.7 million, far surpassing the previous Royal Rumble high in 2017 by more than 50%. Viewership of the event saw a 52% increase versus last year's previously set record in 2022. In addition... The 2023 Royal Rumble broke all broke all-time venue merchandise and sponsorship records. Merchandise sales were up 135% versus the record set in 2022. Royal Rumble sponsorship was up nearly 200% versus 2022 and featured the first ever sponsored match, Mountain Dew Pitch Black match, and sponsored countdown clock from Applebee's. On social media, the Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn videos garnered. Tw- on social media, the Roman reigns Sami Zayn videos garnered 20 million plus views across all WWE platforms and became the most viewed WWE clip of 2023. Additional highlights include Logan Paul and Ricochet's high-flying collision, which amassed 26.5 million views across WWE and Paul's platforms. The launch of Roman Reigns' TikTok account, which netted 100,000 followers in the first 24 hours. So, I want to talk about one quick thing as far as that Logan Paul and um, Ricochet spot. The first time we've seen it, actually, not even the first time we've seen it in WWE. But I feel like, and I'll, I'll get to what it is. The last time we saw it, I don't know how planned of a spot it may have been. And so the cameras didn't get it as perfectly as this time, but it was, and I don't remember the year. But it was in the Elimination Chamber where two guys did the springboard and collided right in the middle. It was CM Punk and Kofi Kingston. Basically, uh, and I can't show the clip here, but the clip in the spot was Dolph Ziggler is in the middle of the ring. He's woozy. He's groggy. On one side is Punk. On one side is Kofi. They then look like maybe they're gonna both like try to forearm or something Dolph Ziggler. And at the last moment, Ziggler ducks and Kofi and Punk Collide. Same way, basically, that Logan Paul and Ricochet collided and crashed down to the floor. So, Kofi and Punk actually did it before Logan Paul and Ricochet, but I think the way it was shot in the Royal Rumble, the Logan Paul-Ricochet one just looked more, I guess you could say, stupendous, as WWE likes to use that word. Moving forward, our last WWE news note here, Zelina Vega actually spoke about why she was out for so long. She actually suffered a ruptured breast implant and had to get that taken care of as Zelina Vega was speaking on the Anna Faris Unqualified podcast and noted the following. Either one is totally fine. I'm used to hearing Thea, but as far as more recently, I had a surgery in May. So from May to October, I was gone on recovery. So, I hadn't heard Zelina in a while. Now, I'm hearing it again. I'm like, okay. It never happens on some really cool move or some crazy flip I did outside the ring. It's always the littlest things that that will happen. And that's how you get injured. Knock on wood. I actually hadn't had any serious injuries until that point. It wasn't even really that bad. This is so silly, but one of my friends and I were in a match and she had given me the one called a Northern light suplex, where basically she kind of flips me over backwards and her shoulders went into my chest and I ruptured an implant. But me, of course, looking on the bright side, I was like, well, they're 10 years old anyways. And I kind of wanted them bigger anyways. So I ended up, it ended up working out lately. I'm like, I should have gone a little bigger. I don't know. Laughs. Why not? So basically, that's why Zelina Vega was out. She took a um, Northern Lights suplex last year in May. And somebody, she didn't say who it was. And you could probably, actually, we could probably just go back right now and figure out who it was. Zelina Vega. I could probably tell you right now who it was. Um, if we Go back to... M- So, the match was an April match, the last match she had. So, if this was a match for WWE and not like her practicing or training or something, then it would have been a match on Raw on April 11th with Bianca Belair. So, that could have been the match. But she said that she took a Northern Lights suplex, the shoulder went into her breast, and it popped the implant. And then she said it was kind of like a good thing, bad thing kind of deal because her implants were 10 years old. She kind of needed to get them redone anyway. She wanted to get them bigger and she had an excuse to do so. So that's why Zelina Vega was out for so long last year. As we move on forward, we got some non-WWE news to talk about. First one we're going to talk about is New Japan Pro Wrestling. And the update that they gave basically for what's going on with New Japan Strong. The company has announced a change to the way their U.S. brands will work. All U.S. shows, including the weekly TV episodes and the pay-per-views, will be branded as New Japan Strong events. Certain pay-per-views were previously only under the New Japan Pro Wrestling banner without the Strong branding. A format change was announced with NJPW announcing Strong Live and Strong On-Demand Models. They sent out the following press release, stating: "Moving forward, all events for New Japan Pro Wrestling in the U.S. will carry the branding of NJPW Strong. In addition, the weekly TV tapings and that format of Strong will shift to a dual model: Strong Live and Strong On Demand. The first Strong Live event will be Battle, Battle in the Bally on February 18th for the sold-out San Jose from the sold-out San Jose Civic with Mercedes Monet." Versus Kyrie for the IWGP Women's Championship, Fred Rossler defending the Strong Openweight Championship against Kenta, Jay White and Andy Kingston in a grudge match, and the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship also on the line. This immense card is a must-watch for fans live in English on Fight or in Japanese on NJPW World Pay-Per-View. All this action will also be available in March with NJPW Strong on demand. Strong On Demand will see matches from Strong Live Cards delivered in a four-part weekly basis throughout the month, much as New Japan Strong has been to date. So what it sounds like is we're going to get the pay-per-view, and then they're going to take the pay-per-view matches and break those up into four episodes of Strong. Basically, what they have been doing with the New Japan shows on the Roku channel and what they were doing back in the day, sort of, when they were on Access. I think they're back on Access again. So, basically what they do is they take from their pay-per-views and they break the pay-per-view down so they can turn them into television shows. That's basically all they're doing here. So, we'll see where this all goes. I guess they're not just going to do the normal New Japan strong tapings anymore, it sounds like. They didn't really give a definite on that. So we'll see once it actually does take place where it all does lead to. But give me one second. to Now now I need to look at something really fast. Battle in the Valley is February 18th. The same day as Elimination Chamber. Hold on. Let me double check on this really fast. WWE Elimination Chamber, February 18th, Battle in the Valley. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Dang. They're on the same day. Elimination Chamber from Montreal on Peacock and the WWE Network and Battle in the Valley on New Japan Strong and Fight TV. Huh. Okay. Well, that's going to be an interesting one then. And the final news note. I guess you can call it news. We got some, I guess you could say, notes from yesterday's Jay Briscoe funeral. So the funeral of Jam and Pew, also known as Jay Briscoe, took place yesterday at the Laurel High School. It also streamed on the Laurel School District YouTube channel. And if you haven't watched it and you want to go back and watch it, it is up there right now. A lot of major names were in, uh, were in attendance. It was noted that on Saturday, AEW did their dark tapings in Orlando, Florida, and then Tony Khan actually rented a private jet to fly to Laurel for the funeral and to take anybody that was at the tapings with them. So anybody that was there that wanted to attend were able to excuse me, fly with Tony in the private jet up to Delaware to be in attendance. Many AEW wrestlers were there and went with him. Mark Briscoe's brother spoke at length, as did his parents. They have very strong beliefs of an afterlife, and Mark noted that this was the test of his beliefs. He told some funny stories, including how they were kids and loved to wrestle on the trampolines and turn their trampoline into a ring and how he would pretend to be Stone Cold and Jamming yeah, would pretend to be Shawn Michaels and so forth. So that was really cool. He then thanked everyone for being there. There were 1,200 people who showed up, but only a few hundred were allowed in the actual uh building because of the size of the venue. Among those who were in attendance were Tony Khan, Chris Jericho, Adam Cole, Adam Hangman Page, AJ Styles, Britt Baker, Jay Lethal, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Sanjay Dutt, Dalton Castle, Cash Wheeler, Colt Cabana, Trent Beretta, Chris Daniels, Mike Bennett, Maria Kanellis Bennett, Jonathan Gresham, Caprice Coleman, who actually I would call him the MC, but he was up there the whole time on the stage and did speak as well. Cheeseburger was there. James Ellsworth was there. B.J. Whitmer, Bobby Cruz, Ian Riccaboni, Matt Seidel, Matt Taven, Rhett Titus, Silas Young, Ivar, Kenning King, Bobby Fish, Matt, Marty Skrull, Beer City Bruiser, Vincent, Speedball, Mike Bailey, and his wife. Um, wow, my brain just went. My brain just went numb all of a sudden. Why can't I think of her name? Mike Bailey and Veda Scott. So. It was a nice service that they did. They told jokes. Mark Briscoe told a joke that he loved to tell his brother all story. That he liked telling his brother. He's like, and, and this, this is a little weird one, but he's like, yeah, So I just tell jamming the story all the time to get him to laugh. I was riding my bike, and I go past this, this funeral. Or this, not this funeral, but this cemetery. And there's this man out there, he's down on his knees, clutching to a tombstone. And so I go to see if he's okay or whatever, and I ask him, hey. Good morning. Or I tell him, good morning. And the guy responds with nothing more than, I'm taking a shit. Like, what? He watched the guy take a shit on a grave. Holy shit. But with that, there are a lot of great stories told about Jay or Jammin. And so, if you guys haven't watched it, you can go to the Laurel. Uh, let me just double check it. Because I don't want to give you guys the wrong information here. But I do have it right here, the link. It is the, if it'll load, the Laurel School District YouTube channel. There's a great um, slideshow that plays at the beginning of it. So go check that out if you guys do wish to. But with that, that's everything we've got. That is going to wrap up the wrap up. I do want to say thank you to everybody who did join me here live, twitch.tv forward slash pw unlimited or twitch.tv forward slash pwunlimited. Thank you to everybody who watches later on YouTube or listens on podcast services all around the globe, like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. We'll be back live tonight following Monday Night Raw. Nothing has set been announced, has yet been announced for Monday Night Raw. Let me just double check on ww.com and let me just double check on WWE's twitter before we do wrap this up um, 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 um i'm not seeing anything nothing at all michael cole kind of teased Cody and Rhea on the show but I think that was just kind of a given because he said on Pat McAfee's show he's like yep I gotta go prep for for Raw tonight I'm at home but I still work with the announcers we'll see Cody Rhodes and Rhea Ripley on the show tonight among other things so we'll see where that all does lead to but with that guys I want to say thank you for joining me here twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited or youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited we'll see you back here tonight for Monday Night Raw have a good one guys